Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it. Those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. Listen up and take notes because I will show you exactly how to do it. Hey there, this is Tiff from the Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to this week's lessons learned. As you know, what we do each week is we uncover lessons learned, whether it's been lessons learned that I've learned along the way that I want to share with you or lessons that I've picked up from uh, other clients or things that have actually gone on throughout the week that I've noticed that I think that's really important that we need to be aware of. So what we're going to be looking at today is looking at your expectations and are your expectations too high? So for example, if you don't hit a good shot in your sport or you don't play a good shot in your sport, what do you do? Do you just shake your head? If the ball or the stroke doesn't work the way that you want it to, do you just shake your head as well? Because I see this all the time in amateur sports players. I, I often see them go to play a shot if they don't play it well they shake their head and if it doesn't work the way that they want it to they just shake their head and I look at it it's like you know one of those wobble cars uh, wobble cars those wobble those wobble heads you know those little things that you sit on the dashboard of the car and it's got that little wobble head that's what I see a lot with with amateur athletes is that they actually just constantly got that head wobble because they're actually just shaking their head because they're so disappointed with their performance and I look at it if you expect to hit a perfect shot every time you're actually setting yourself up for failure and the reason that I say that is because what happens when it's not perfect what happens if the shot doesn't come off perfectly which a lot of shots don't come off the way that we want them to we can get them pretty close you know, and I'm, I'm the first one to say that I was always, I've always worked on perfecting a skill, perfecting a technique. But what happens if they don't, if, if it doesn't work exactly the way that you want it to? What happens is if, it, if you hit the ball just off center of the club face or the tennis racket, or you don't quite kick the ball in the right spot on the ball to, to get that shot that you want? Are you, is it a failure to you? Because all, all, all I look at is, is the best that you can do is in that moment, isn't it? It's all you can do, but you can learn from that. And I want to share this story with you. It was about this lady that I used to coach years ago in golf. And it was probably close to nine years ago now, I guess. She was really super keen. And she showed up to all the clinics. Like every single clinic that I ran, she was always there. And she played about three times a week. She didn't practice, 
but she just got out on the golf course and played a lot. And I find that a lot of amateur golfers do that. They don't want to actually go and drill it away and really work on specific skills. They just think that they can just go out and play on the golf course and hope that that all comes along and, you know, the skill level starts to improve. Not necessarily the case that that happens that way. It just helps you manage yourself around a golf course, but it doesn't necessarily improve your technique. I just want to add that in. Um, and that's the same in anything. Uh, and this lady, she never competed in a golf comp, so she refused to play in a golf comp. Yet I, was qu- I found it quite interesting that she would score each time she played. She never wanted to play comp, but she'd score each time. And then she would judge herself by her performance that she had. So, and what I mean by that is how many points she actually scored. Because in golf, when you play golf, you have what's a, it's called a Stableford system. And it, the, you get these Stableford points. So if you play quite well, um, you, you can score quite well. And uh, so what she, her goal was was that she had to score 36 points or better in every single game that she played. Now, 36 Stableford points in golf is playing to your handicap. And she, that was that was it. She said, if I don't score at least 36 points or better every time I play, then I'm not going to play comp. So do you think that's realistic? Do you think that that's possible to score 36 points every time that you go out there and you play golf? Or do you think it's possible that you could win every time that you walk out onto the arena of whatever your sport is? Do you think that's possible? Because what do the pro golfers do? What do they shoot when they play tournaments? Sometimes they shoot under par, don't they? They might have three, four, five under. Sometimes they shoot over par. They might have one, two, three, four, five over. And you look at the score for a tournament. So sometimes their scores could be 66, have had a good round, 76, not so good, 71, starting to come back a bit better, 69. Right, so it's not always the same, is it? There's going to be a variance in that each day, isn't there? But the thing with this lady that I was working with, she refused to think otherwise. And so you know what happened to her? She never played comp. She never competed. She actually got to the point that she was going to give up because it was all too hard. And she was in tears. And she was. She was in tears. I've had that with many women that I've taught over the years that they're in tears about their golf. You know, like I had one lady come to me I think it was last year or the year before, and she said, you're my last hope. I shouldn't be her last hope. I should be her first hope. But she said, you're my last hope. And she spent the whole lesson just crying her eyes out. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. So she was setting herself up to f- for failure all the time. Her technique needed work. She didn't go and work on a technique. If you're not performing the way that you want to, you've got to go and work on improving that technique. Because when you improve that technique, you can start to trust that technique. When you start to trust that technique, you can start to perform the way that you want to. And sport's hard to play. Sport's really hard to play and competition's really hard to play because it actually brings up all your vulnerabilities. And when you compete in a competition, the competition, what it does, it just tells you how that you've competed in that day. 
It shows you how you've coped with all the skill challenges thrown your way, the opponent challenges thrown your way, the mental challenges that were thrown at you that day. And if you don't know how to cope with these challenges thrown at you, this is where you crumble. And this is what I see so much of is people crumble because they don't know how to cope with the challenges that they've been thrown at because they haven't done the work prior to that leading up to them actually competing. You know, and this lady thought, she's a lovely lady, and she just thought that she just needed to show up and play, play golf each day and that would be the thing that would make the difference just showing up she thought that was the answer and she thought that by her scoring each time that was to see you know that that was going to show her whether she's improved or not because she everything was dictated by the score and at times you know sometimes there is improvement sometimes we plateau and what happens when we plateau we think we're getting worse So when things aren't working or you're not playing as good as you want to, what happens then? You're disappointed. And then you become highly critical of yourself. So we don't want that. We don't want you to be disappointed at a highly critical. Disappointments are going to happen for sure. But it's all about learning the lessons, isn't it? That's what these lessons learned are all about. Is that if you are disappointed, if you are constantly criticizing yourself, we need to change that. So then the question becomes is like, okay, Tiv, thanks for that information, but how how can I change my high expectations? And I'm not saying to you, okay, what you've got to do is you've got to lower your standards. No, you've still got to have high expectations. You've still got to have high standards. Because I always believe that you should be shooting way beyond the moon to accomplish your big dreams and your goals. But the key here is how we manage our expectations. This is really the most important thing. So what can we do to manage our expectations? You've probably heard me talk about uh, in the previous episode uh, for this week about the process goals, whether you should be focusing on process goals or goal achievement. Process goals will be the answer. But what you want to do is you want to track. And I've laid it out for you in the previous few episodes about that, about tracking. So here's some things that you can focus on. Some some really, really simple things that will help you. So this is what I want you to do is focus on two things. One, work on what you can control. And two, work on process goals. So things that what you could control is your warm-up routine, your warm-down routine, how you control your emotions, your performance level. You could, could, you could track how you perform, how you compete. I shared all that with you in the the goal achievement, uh, sorry, the the process goals podcast I was talking about just recently. And number two is work on those process goals. Track your training, track your performances, track your mental skills. Look back at the data. What is the data coming up and saying to you? Then you go and work on it. 
So we all have high expectations. But if you're just being incredibly critical of yourself and you keep telling yourself that that's just not good enough and you keep have that, you know, that wobble head on the dashboard of the car and you're shaking your head all the time saying, no, that's not good enough, no, that's not good enough. You suck, you're bad, you're this, you're that. How is that going to help you? It's not going to help you at all. But it's how you manage yourself through that. And the key here for you is actually tracking. I've spoken about it before. Work on what you can control and work on your process goals. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about with regards to process goals, go back and listen to an episode where I talked about process goals and goal achievement, which was better and how to do it. So I hope you enjoyed this week's lessons learned. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. And if you've got friends that you know would benefit from these episodes, I'd love it too if you could share these episodes with your friends. And you know what? Just get out there and have a go. doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It's what learning's all about. So I want you to dream big, believe in you, go after dreams, have an absolutely awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mica.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make. Share with me what you like best about what you heard in the comments section wherever you hear this episode. Share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes. And please leave a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes. I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an absolutely awesome day.